Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I should mute. Son of a bitch, what do you call this, Wawa? Actually, I think you called her a Neanderthal man. Yeah, well, I don't care what country he's from. One shot in the chones and he's down. Mr. Latello, Mr. Harlan, this is Sergeant Jones. What's your name? Ah, oh, tax dollars what? at work. Look, Detective Nolte. Hi, Mom. Oh, you little cockroach. Hey, what's the matter? I got boogers? Huh? Hey, kids. Why do you wear sunglasses at night? Because when you're cool, the sun shines on you 24 hours a day. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Chill out, Butch. And get a shave. The kiss moment. Hey, where you going? I'm coming, I'm coming. But if I'm gonna wind up in another dimension like Barbarino, I'm going in there packing. <laughs> Good luck! Oh, no, 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 no. This is no time to be sitting around sucking snot. After you, lunch meat. Oh, no! We'll never come back! Uh-oh. The most outrageous science fiction comedy of the summer is here. What do you call this, Wawa? My Science Project. Oh, yeah, I see lights like this at Ozzy Osbourne concert. What's he saying? He's going to kick our... What are we gonna do? About one to five with good behavior. It's totally out of control. My Science Project. Think of the fun. Rated PG. Now playing in a theater near you. You are listening to Movie Sucktastic. Happy Hanukkah, bitches. Kwanzaa, um, Murray, whatever that equivalent is. Yes. Happy um, Kwanzaa. Happy war on Christmas. Oh, yeah. The war is real. Mm-hmm. If we were in an alternate reality. It's great. Uh, actually, we haven't actually had a, a podcast since Thanksgiving, since before Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, and I know, like, I was actually in the grocery store the weekend before Thanksgiving, and someone had, had said to uh, the cashier, have happy Thanksgiving. And I said, that's Merry Thanksgiving, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that you did? You you blurted that out? Yeah, put the Christ back in Thanksgiving, bitch. <laughs> and did you get a quizzical look? Like, I don't know. I'm children, back to... away from that man. 
I'm so used to them, I don't even notice anymore. Hmm. Uh, George W.H. Bush passed away, uh, and I believe the funeral was near Dallas, which is uh, very close well, to where you are. In Houston. In Houston, yeah. Oh, I thought it was is, Dallas. Uh, I thought it was Dallas. No, Houston. Houston oh, wh- Houston, oh Houston. never mind. I have misinformation. It's close. It's, it's, it's close. It's, I mean, well, not close, but I mean, it's a draw. I could drive to Houston if I wanted to. Oh, well, yeah. Don't we pick about two, three hours. Maybe four. But, yeah, whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah. how has the has the state of Texas been, uh, I mean, is this something that you're noticing with this no. day of mourning? No, it's not any different, yeah. right? No, yeah. no, I mean, and I'll, I'll, let's be, I, I know we're not doing political stuff here on this show, but let me no. say, like, when it comes to the whole don't speak ill of the dead kind of thing, it's like, all right, I'm not trashing the guy, but we did not put our Texas flag at half mass. Really? I you, you know uh, McCain yes, Bush Senior, not so much. Hmm. Uh, but, were uh, there were there other uh, neighbors that did? I didn't even look honestly. The, the minute you mentioned that, it's the first time I ever occurred to me to check other neighbors. I don't care. <laughs> I'm looking at other neighbors' Christmas decorations. We got a guy on the corner, one like uh, not next door, but the door the house after that. Yeah, this this guy just went fucking insane. Oh really? Yeah, there's no excuse for that shit. That's no, no. If I was, if, if I lived next door to him, we'd be having a talk. It's like, dude, you need to dial it back a bit because what the fuck? <laughs> it's really, it's that obnoxious. Yeah. Is it like, just, is it like the Clark, Clark Griswold house or is it's that? It's not that bad, but it's, it's, I'll take a picture for you. Yeah. I'll get out there someday, but it's too much. It, it, <laughs> now, Scott's old neighbors, uh, back in his old town, they, very subtle they didn't do much but what they did was and you could see this around the internet uh because this this christmas light has been around for a while but it's a candle it's an old timey candle where it has the uh it looks like the one where you put your finger through it and you could walk around with it except Mm -hmm. that the design of this candle looks like a dick yeah and they had a bunch of these on their fence so it looked like they had a bunch of uh, lit up dicks, <laughs> right? Which is what which was what those neighbors were. Ironically, ironically, they're a bunch of lit up dicks. I was at Scott's uh, house and I texted him a picture of it. I go, "Is this for real?" <laughs> <laughs> Sadly enough, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, and and unfortunately for me, the people we bought the house from yeah. left their Christmas lights. Oh, really? Hol- and and un- also unfortunately enough for me, the handyman we hired to take a look at as far as wiring for internet told her that we had christmas lights in the attics oh yeah there's a bunch of stuff up there christmas lights oh, <laughs> so, so i had to drag them down and he had enough for every part of the front of the house <laughs> doesn't mean you have to put all of them up there yeah yes it does it does apparently yeah really oh my god that doesn't look too bad we you know uh, uh holly was just so excited this year that we have actually have a uh, mantle oh yeah yeah, and she was like, "I'm gonna fucking pimp this shit out." So yeah, it's it's. I have it's, an entire village on top of my mantle. Yeah, it's our first mantle, so she's just like she went rustic, but it, it works perfectly. It looks very nice. Cool. I didn't. I, I think she posted it on Facebook, and you might have seen it. I did. Looks very nice. Mm-hmm. Let her know that I said that. I I will. Okay. I will. Uh, but we are not here to talk about Christmas. Fuck Christmas. We are here to talk about <laughs> um, one of the. One of my favorite '80s sci-fi films. Oh, there's a picture of her cleavage. That was the sh- the girl, the the oh. 
yeah, it's the one where he goes down into the bunker, and she Danielle, leans. Danielle von Zernick? Yeah, or play, Sawyer. She plays mm-hmm. Sawyer. And she's looking down into that hole, and it's just like, it's actually, if this got a the Blu-ray, you know, HD treatment, it's a pretty nice cleavage shot there. For a Disney sure. movie. Is it a Disney film? It's made, see, and I didn't realize this till I rewatched it for this review. It's produced by Touchstone Pictures, which is owned by Disney. Uh-huh. It's a Disney movie. Now, not surprisingly, it's written by the same guy who wrote The Last Starfighter. Okay. Was that Disney? It Dis- kind of has that Was feel that to was it. that Disney too? The D- Last Starfighter? Yeah. Who, it was like an offshoot. I don't know if it was a hundred it wasn't like a pure Disney film. Let's take a look at the production company. But this is absolutely a Disney film. Um because Touchstone is owned by Disney and there's tons like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Touchstone right. Pictures, it is tr- absolutely it's Disney. Disney owns them, so it's you know, it's like Buena, well, like they were we, using Buena Vista and they were using Touchstone to make Isn't Disney What? Disney Universal, aren't they in the same bed or No. No. No, no. Um No, they're not. Um Okay. I don't know. Well, and the reason they're not is because Universal Studios and Disney World in Florida, they're completely separate entities. So, I mean, just based on that knowledge alone, mm-hmm. it, they're, they're separate. Uh, but this is a Disney film. Uh, like Buena Vista Pictures and Touchstone, they reserved... A Buena Vista, yeah. They reserved those production companies for their live action, more still for kids kind of, but more adult-oriented stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like uh, something wicked this way comes, you know, movies like that. Now, this. I also think it's funny that you did challenge this to me in October. Yeah. Or like late October, early November. Yes. And uh, also, not only like one of the few things on the writer director's credits is also two episodes of Freddy's Nightmares. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. I mentioned that the, like my wife once like we were t- I, I think it was I, I I got on a I, I started downloading tells from the crypt episodes and we watched some oh, of them okay and I mentioned that yeah oh, yeah they had Freddy's nightmares it's like oh was that good it's like oh god no <laughs> no it was god awful it was it was the worst <laughs> it was horrible wow. and uh, they and they could only show it like at eleven o'clock at night because they put violence in it but it was geared towards like young kids <laughs> I need to get some of those episodes yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm looking at other movies made by Touchstone, like movies you wouldn't think that Disney would do, like Armageddon. And, well, that was their and well, Lincoln. Yeah, that's, their, that's their, you know, that's their ability to um, do that is by going through right. Touchstone. But then there are movies that you absolutely expect them to do, like The Nightmare Before Christmas, and um, like movies like this, Ventures in Babysitting. <laughs> I remember staying up late to watch Freddy's Nightmares. Oh yeah, and just, and just being aghast at how bad it was. Yep. I was like, I I purposely wanted to see this, and even I am like disappointed. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, re- I remember I when I stayed up late to watch the Rush Limbaugh TV show. <laughs> oh oh god. Yeah, I remember <laughs> being disappointed in the Freddy's Nightmares. <laughs> I remember being more disappointed too because there, I thought there was gonna going to be more Freddy. I didn't realize I'll, I'll, he was just going to be your host and narrator. Yeah. I, I, I was like, expecting a lot more. Yeah. 
I, 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 the only thing I remember is there was one episode where I think somebody's killed by a Zamboni. <laughs> or if they weren't killed by a Zamboni, Freddy I was riding a Zamboni. I don't remember that, but... Yeah, there was one... There was a kill that took place on an ice rink, and I think a Zamboni was either involved or was involved oh in the Freddy, God. like, cutscene. That I need to have that as a wallpaper somewhere. I, I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working on it. If you find it, send it my way. But, but let's 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 dial it back a bit. So Just 19, a bit. yeah, 1985, right? 85. Yep. yep. I was 12 years old when this film came out. Yeah, I was uh, nine. Right. So watching it now, um, hmm. and I watched it with Holly. Oh. <laughs> and I was like. And, and I had to explain to her, so yeah, this was I was twelve when this came out, and that's roughly the age group I think they were aiming for. Definitely, and this was a really? sh- this was a Showtime special. Showtime yeah. picked this up, and they played it. Just they just played it till the the reel was worn out, till the, uh, the mean, tape was just faded. The, the basic gimmick of the film is that um, uh, a high school kid finds a piece of an old UFO. And the piece of the old UFO happens to be a, like a time travel warp thingy. Yep. And so uh, that's really the long and short of the whole movie. Oh, it really is. And that's really that's where true. it starts and ends. <laughs> now, now let, let's be fair. And let's say it right now. Despite the fact that Fisher Stevens is in this film. Right. And is probably the only character worth watching in the entire film. Small bits of Dennis Hopper are good. But the that's really it. Hopper, but even then, it's like what oh, a rush! <laughs> it's 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 like Fisher Stevens, like just getting into the game as <laughs> Vitello. As Dennis Hopper's like, yeah, I'm just like making paychecks at this point. <laughs> that's right. That Fisher Stevens was like this was right around short circuit time period. <laughs> I mentioned that too. <laughs> I was like, who was he in that? It's like he was the Indian guy. It's like. That wasn't an actual Indian guy? He's like, no. No, it wasn't. It's like, that's horrible. So yes, it is. Yeah. And it was only a year after this movie was made. And that's probably why you never hear anybody reference Short Circuit anymore. <laughs> Except on this it's, show. It's, it's, it's like specifically because of uh, <laughs> Fisher Stevens' character. And then they I, even did a Short Circuit 2 with Fisher I, Stevens. I, I, I liked it. it. It was in New York City. You know, and they even were able to get a, a a couple of fucks in there because of Fisher Stevens throwing the heavy Indian accent. Oh yeah, and yeah. I think they actually missed it. <laughs> I don't think they actually caught it. And he had what's his name from The Simpsons, uh, Lenny of Lenny and Squiggy. Um. Oh, Michael McKeon. Yeah, yeah, he's in there, and, and also at the end, it's a. Uh, um, we I were doing. Said, uh, I wouldn't have said The Simpsons. I would have said Spinal Tap. Well, that too. But I mean, I know he's a part of that and the yeah. whole, you know. Did he um, did he do a lot of Simpsons stuff? I thought he was involved with I the Simpsons. I don't know if I he might, did a, I, I, I don't know if he did a lot what? of Simpsons stuff. Honestly, I probably I probably sidetracked from Harry Shearer. Maybe. Well, Harry, Harry Shearer, Shearer had a small part in Short Circuit too, though. Didn't he? I don't know, but he was but involved he in with like Spinal Tap and stuff. Yes, he was. Yeah, that that's probably where my mind went. So my apologies. I'm I'm on my second uh, strawberry martini. So, uh, <laughs> how is it? Is it good? It. Michael McKeon. Awesome. Yep, he's in fucking there. awesome. <laughs> but and also that's that's uh, I forget we had another film where we we had a there was a character in it and I and I remember saying, is this character racist? It probably <laughs> is, but I don't care. 
and I still feel that way about Short Circuit 1 and 2 as well. Right. <laughs> like, in hindsight, is that character racist? Is the portrayal of the character racist? Yes. Does it make me like the movie any less? No. No. <laughs> no. I, uh, I, I'm with you. And I, I wish I could remember the other film we talked about in that regard. But uh, Oh, I, I know. I think it was uh, actually another Indian character. I think it was Peter Sellers in The Party. I think we talked oh, about it. Yes. We didn't review the movie, but we no. talked about it. I was like, yeah, racist? Yes. Has it ruined me? No, I still, I'll still love that. <laughs> <laughs> but Fish, so Fisher Stevens in this now, despite him not doing an Indian stereotype, this film is built on nothing but fucking stereotypes. This oh, yeah. is a stereotype smorgasbord of the eighties. If you want to know what stereotypes were like in the eighties, watch this film. That's right. All we have is the the um, the jock stereotypes. The uh, car gearhead stereotypes, the greaser stereotype, the geek stereotype, the geeky hot girl who doesn't know she's hot because she wears glasses stereotype, the hippie scientist stereotype, and the redneck cop stereotype. There is nobody in this film that even the father, like the dumb father, Cohen brother, like Cohen brother favorite. Yeah, but even him and the the uh, the um, uh, Avon woman. Right, <laughs> stepmom. There is not a character in this film that is not neck deep in stereotype. Yeah, all the it way down to the sheriff of the town. All the way down to even the the the, uh, the security guard of the junkyard. <laughs> yes. There, there is. Yeah, there is not. You, can't you kids, get one, back here! There, you really can't point the one character in this film with dialogue. Uh, that is not just like a cardboard cutout stereotype. It's insane. Oh yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yes, but so the basic plot is um, John even, Stockwell. Even John Stockwell's movie career is a stereotype. Yeah, really. <laughs> like uh, and, he's and, he's actually a successful director at this have point. You seen, but have his you seen a picture I, of John Stockwell recently. Yeah, that's fucking scary. <laughs> that's. He, I, honest, I, I hate to say it, but if, like if you bring up John Stockwell on IMDb, the picture they have for his profile, uh, for me, that's like when they when they pull back the mask and reveal the serial killer at the end. That's the face. Yeah, he, he looks a little rapey. That's like yeah, rape, he looks like a little stabby. He looks a little something. <laughs> a little rapey, little stabby. That's just like ha 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 ha. <laughs> you see, you see, he's trying to pull off that crooked, you know, smile that he was able to get away with in the eighties. I think it's all he's got left. I don't know. My chap- I love them now I love them in Christine. Oh, which they yeah. reference in this film. They yes, they do. It. They absolutely do. <laughs> and I remember even saying she my, my when I was watching with Holly, she said, Do I recognize him? So yeah, he was the jock in Christine. She's like, Oh yeah, now I know. Yeah, you know, again, that's really his claim to fame. Now Scott challenged me to the film Legion and my challenge back to Scott, the connection was I felt that the lead actor in Legion always had a confused look on his face. Which lead actor? The, the not the angel. No, 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 no. The the the, the dumbass that was in the friend zone the whole movie. But, but, oh, let me get the actor's <laughs> name just so we know who we're talking about here. Yeah, Give me a second. It, it was um, Paul Bettany. Nope. No, that's nope, it's that, the other guy. That's a real actor. Yes, the, the it was the the douche from Alabama, some shit, some oh. some flyover state. He was the one that was in Sling Blade, the oh, kid that was in Sling... That Lucas Black. Lucas Black, yeah. Lucas Black, yeah. Um, he was in Tokyo Drift. Yeah, he was in that. And apparently he's in Fashion and Furious 7. 
which I don't think I've seen. Oh, dear God, he's in that? Same character. Same character. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, it would make sense. Now, um, uh, now I want to say, as far as Fast and Furious goes, yeah. beyond, uh, the, uh, beyond um, what's his name? Bald guy. Oh, Jason Statham? Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel. Okay. Beyond Vin Diesel and uh, the guy that got killed in the car crash. Paul Walker. Paul Walker. That's the end of my knowledge of the entire Fast and the Furious like mythos. <laughs> that's I, it, huh? I, yeah, that's it. Like, like when when I see that that this that th- this actor Lucas Black was in Tokyo Drift and Furious Seven, I have no idea what that's about. <laughs> I I I, I, I haven't seen any of these films past the second one. I tried to and get see. We watched six. bits and pieces at your house. You were just showing me all the the fun parts. Yeah, I wanted to watch the whole like jumping through the uh, Building. buildings thing. Yeah. yeah, again, that's the only reason to watch these fucking shows, movies now because they're just insane. They make stuff. like three, four hundred million dollars in China. You know what? Good for them. That's crazy. Good for them because they, you know, the again, la- the, la- whole- the the the. I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but I, I have to get this out. The not the most recent Fast and Furious, but the one before that, the one that still had Paul Walker in it. Yeah. In the China. Right in China, it had a hundred and eighty-four million dollar opening weekend, which is absurd. You know, I, I am so beyond this this snobby. Uh, you know, it's just big explosion stuff, like the whole shit they pull on um, Transformers guy Richard Bay and Michael other Bay. shit. It's like, dude, Michael Bay. You know, Michael Bay. Sorry, not yeah. <laughs> Richard not Bay show. was the talk show host right. <laughs> that was on Channel Nine. <laughs> I'm so I'm so beyond that now. Where like oh it's just explosions and shit you know what fuck you yeah it's explosion shit you know why because sometimes people want to see explosions and shit all right I may turn my nose up the Jurassic World but I know why it made so much money because there are still people that want to see dinosaurs and still want to like you know yeah. cry a little when they burn and shit like that <laughs> they burn and, you know it's it's fucking entertainment <laughs> it's it's not a it's not an IQ test calm the fuck down that's it that's all it is. Yeah. So, but like but the I, movies I, that want to test your IQ and your dramatic level and all that, they come around out around November, December. Yeah, you know what? I like those too. Yeah. But just oh, we're gonna have some good ones to review this uh, this year, I think. Oh yeah. Have you seen the but, trailer for Vice? No, I don't know what that is. That's uh, the, the Dick Cheney story, directed by Adam McKay, the guy that did The Big Short. Dick Cheney story. And Christian Bale gained a shit ton of weight to become Dick Cheney. Hang on, I gotta let my stupid cat out of the fucking office. Okay. You go ahead and talk about that. For I'm gonna second. talk about that for a minute. So Christian Bale, true method actor from beginning to end, he he gains a ton of weight to play Dick Cheney in the film Vice. It's directed by Adam McKay, which is he's the guy that directed the the big short, which the Academy just fell bonkers for. And but he's also most famously known for directing uh, the Ricky Bobby oh, films and Anchorman movies, mostly comedies, but he's also a very good director for serious stuff like The Big Short. So his oh, new that fi- was excellent film. Yes, uh, so his new film is called Vice, and it's about George Bush asking Dick Cheney to be his vice president, and it basically the the trailer opens with Christian Bale as Dick Cheney, who looks exactly fucking like him. Jesus Christ. I mean, or just hand him the Oscar now. Holy shit. 
you should you gotta watch this trailer it's fucking I, uh, I, amazing i'm already fucking hooked I'm, I'm in i'm in i'm in so it comes out on christmas day oh by the way yeah uh someone today told me hey hey scott you're in the movies the golden global uh nominees oh, came out what do you out. Yeah. what do you think i was like i don't give a fuck i haven't even looked at the nominations yet i you know what? You know why? Because they involve TV shows too, and and that's just too much nonsense for me. Sorry, don't give a shit. And and the crazy thing is, Christian Bale isn't even going to be. I I I can guarantee you, he's not nominated in the Golden Globes because this film hasn't come out yet. Uh, Doesn't come out till Christmas Day. You know, and I'm I'm kind of done with political films, but when you, all you have to do is say Christian Bale is Dick Cheney. I'm in. Have did you see a picture of him? Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I'm fucking in. I'm in. That's and the it. thing is, they the, they use a song by the Killers called "The Man," mm-hmm. and the the song was written like last year, but it the song fits the trailer so well, it sounds like it was written for the trailer. That's how fucking perfect the song is to the trailer, and it just makes me want to watch the movie even more because. <laughs> Just the music they use is fucking perfect. It's absolutely well, fucking perfect. All I was trying to get to with Fast and the Furious very yeah. quickly yes. is that I wanted to get my wife to watch the Fast and the Furious, I think, I don't know which one it is, the one with the, the Paul Walker's death. That's uh, seven? Six. Or is that six? That's six. number six, okay. yeah. I say, well, we got to watch this because there's some great action sequences. She has the thing that if we watch a film that's in a series, she has to start at the first. Oh God! And she said, "If we're watching this, we have to start at the first one." I said, "I'm not. I'm not prepared for that." <laughs> Nobody would be. N- no, no. I, I don't like, like. And honestly, I don't mind rewatching the first one. I think I even have it with Rift Tracks. I'm not sure. Okay. But, but I've never seen Tokyo Drift, and I'm not prepared to sit through it. <sighs> I, I like I, I said. I stopped not, at the second one. Yeah, exactly. So I'm. I, I'm just like I'm. I'm gone. I'm done at that point. So we've never even attempted that. <laughs> it's seven movies deep. Jesus. Yeah. We, and, an, we, and an eighth film is, is in production. Dude, we, we finally finished the Halloween series uh, oh, this wow. year. Because we started last year, but we stopped at H2O. Okay. We finished it this year. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And they're doing spinoffs of Fast and Furious with The Rock and Jason Statham, which I is going to be that. called Hobbs and Shaw. I heard about that. At that point, whatever. I don't think that'll be a billion-dollar franchise, but you know that shit's making half a billion dollars. You know, good for The Rock and Statham. Just just do everything you fucking... get. Break the money in now. Oh, you know what I heard today? I know we're reviewing my science project, but since we're talking about it... (laughs) I know. I know. We could totally go on tangents and not review the film at all. By by the way, by the way, Holly, Holly just got a new job. Yes, congratulations to her. And she starts Monday... Which means she'll be listening to the podcast on her commute. So all, this is the point in the movie where she's like, "Would you fucking review the film you're talking about?" <laughs> so, so hi, honey. Hi. Now go ahead, Joey. Um. So apparently he's going to play Jack Burton in the Big Trouble in Little China remake. The Who, Rock. The David? Rock. No, The Rock. The Rock. Yeah. That's interesting. Now. I'm not against that. I'm not against. I'm not. Well. Correct. I don't think the move that movie should be remade. Because All I right. heard a rumor, hold on, I heard a rumor that they were just going to do a straight-up sequel, and I was like, I'm on board for that. 30 years later, you could get Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell to still do it. It's like, why not? That would be, that. in my opinion, that would be fucking great. And it looks like, 
just in like like it's like in pre-production yeah it's rumored that the rock will play jack burton and it might be rumored because right. maybe kurt russell isn't interested in a sequel but i can't you, imagine he's not interested in that come on you know that's a film that i love but honestly let's see what you got the problem is i'm afraid that they don't got shit well then you know what then i'm okay with ignoring that film Honestly, I don't know. I, I, I'm getting a lot softer with remakes these days. I was just talking to somebody today about how I have this love-hate relationship with um, uh, um, Tim Burton. Oh, right. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I will defend the remake of Willy Wonka. No. Dude, I thought it had some no. valid... I, I thought it... I, no. I, Johnny Depp, I thought, did some decent stuff. No. It, it, no. it took more stuff directly <laughs> from the book. Don't care. I will defend it. I don't I care. Everything that took place in, in Charlie's world and the real world, I thought was closer to the novel and I thought was more authentic. No. <laughs> Make it a challenge one day and we'll really get into it. Okay. And until well, then, absolutely, 100% fucking no. I can tell you the exact moment, and actually, The Rock is a perfect example here. The moment I started getting soft on remakes is when they announced a remake of Big and, uh, uh, Walking Tall with The Rock. See? And I, I was like, and I, I remember watching it going, yeah, give it to him. Whatever. It's and, not that. And, and the thing is, I like Walking Tall, but that's... The remake? Uh, I actually like both, but I like the original, yeah. and when I heard they were doing a remake, and I heard it was with The Rock, I, I'm with you. I'm like, go ahead, do it. It's a really old film. The mm -hmm. story is is, is 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 good, but it's it's it really does show its age. Sure, it yeah. could use a little sprucing up. And I don't feel that Big Trouble in Little China is one of those films that's still that is showing its age. It's an uh, 80s I, film. You can feel that it's an 80s film, but as far as so its overall presentation and its cinematic quality, it's still up there. I agree with you on that. I do, but it's like I remaking also, the thing. Don't do it. No, no. There's a difference, though. I do recognize that Big Trouble in Little China was like one of your first examples of bringing that kind of honk, crazy Hong Kong action film to America. Yeah. And I, I, I think that Carpenter was ahead of his time in trying to capture that in an American film. Yep. But I'm willing to say, hey, let's see what you got. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm comfortable with it. I'm saying I'm willing to give them a chance. My, my issue with it is, uh, my issue with it is, and I get that your stance of show me what you got. I don't know how much they're going to do that's going to make me say it was worth it. Hey, I may what? not. I may not dislike the film. And but... that's why. That's why I asked you who the director was slated, which apparently there's not one right now, because like, yeah. when I heard. When I heard there is Predator, no director yet. When I heard a new Predator film, I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" And then I said, "Oh yeah, it's it's uh, it's um Shane Black." Shane Black. I was like, "All right, I'll give it a shot." Written and directed by. Doesn't do, now doesn't guarantee it's good, and I no, think I actually well, have a copy of it finally. But the thing is, again, I've heard I've got mixed reviews from people. I've heard people that it's pretty good. I've heard people that it sucked balls. And you know what? Mixed reviews to me means there's something worth watching. Right. Hey, I heard the same I, thing about Venom. Dude, have you seen Predators yet? No. Shut up then. I didn't say respect, anything. No, no, no. In all due respect, I'm not. Again, I'm not starting. You're to say telling about, me to shut it. I didn't say dude, a goddamn dude, thing. 
I saw that in a the fucking theater. I, I wasn't shitting on the Predator remake. No, no, no. The... I know you weren't. That's why I said. That's why I said. I'm not starting an argument. But okay, good. I saw Predators in a fucking theater. I gave that a chance. <laughs> All right? I paid for giving it a chance. So I understand the risks in saying, let me see what you got. Yeah. I still remember Aliens vs. Predator when the the guys that were making the new one said, oh, yeah, we're going to ignore the first one entirely. We're going to make this like the comic books. It'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, it's like, we, great, we, let's we, see this. We talked so about that out. recently. It was yeah. just Spirit Brothers. Yeah, so we went, we're like, we're like all in. Like, oh, yeah, they recognized the last one was shit, and they mentioned the comic books. Is this it the Spirit Brothers? This is fucking worse than the last one. How is that possible? Yeah, and, and they said, not only did they say we were going to ignore everything, yeah, um, but they said... <laughs> Get they actually, who directed it? Oh, it was the brothers Strauss, not the Spirig brothers. Although no. they're they're shitty directors too. Um, but uh, what they what the brothers Strauss said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, but part of what you said is we're going to ignore the first film. Yeah. But they elaborated on it and said everything that they did wrong in the right. first film. We are going to do correctly and get ready for a good movie. Like that, yeah. paraphrasing, but they pretty much said everything that was done wrong is corrected. And you, you don't get that. You honestly don't get it often where filmmakers say, hey, we're doing a sequel. And guess what? The last one was fucking shit. <laughs> and, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, like, like, we're telling you as, like, you know, filmmakers to fan base, that was shit. And we're gonna make you, you know, happy that you stood in for the next one. And we were, and you and I were like, yeah, let's do this. I, I remember it. talking about it with you, or like maybe yeah. they, it's maybe they got fucking something. Yeah, I mean, just that honesty. That like, yeah, that was shit. This is gonna be awesome. And then you go to see it, like, this is fucking worse. <laughs> how was that possible? How was that possible? Yeah. How? It was really. Fucking I honestly, bad. I haven't seen that since that day I saw that. I, I've never went back. I, I've seen I've seen the first Aliens vs. Predator like maybe three times. Right. I only saw the second one once, and it was that 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 first time. But like, <laughs> what is this? I was promised gold. Oh my god! I, I remember uh, the rumors about movies being made went all the way back to Predator Two, when the Predator, after he's gotten a few kills, you see him boiling the skull and polishing it and he puts it on his trophy wall and you very clearly see the skeletal remain of an alien uh, uh the alien monster and from that point on everyone's like holy shit we need an alien versus predator movie like when is this shit happening mm -hmm. and it happened like what four or five years later six years later something like that that first Alien vs. Predator film came out. No, maybe it was a little longer than that. You know what? It was also this weird time. It was Aliens yeah, as well. 2004. So you had, it's like yeah, 14 years later. This is the 90s period where Dark Horse started doing the Aliens comic books and the Predators comic books. And they're yeah. the first people to do Aliens vs. Predator. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, the video, yeah. the, like the video game that came out, it was all based on the comic books that said, "Yeah, we have these, we have these, uh, uh, we have these uh, copyrights or whatever." Even the or, video games suck dick. But but what I'm saying is, it all spawned from Dark Horse comics, and which were very popular. Oh and, yeah, 
and the Aliens comics, like they did their own sequel to Alien, uh, Aliens, and they did their own like Predator comic books, and they did Aliens versus Predator. They were the ones that did it, and ever since then, it's always been ever since Aliens and then Dark Horse, it's always been wow, this is fucking awesome. They did all this shit with this. When's this gonna make it to the theaters? And the answer has always been never, <laughs> never, ever, ever. Just go read the comic books. They've never made a good Alien vs. Predator they, film. Let, let, let me rephrase that. They've never made an Aliens film or an al- or a Predator film or an Aliens vs. Predator film since Aliens or Predator 2 that has been as good as or better than any comic book ever based on the franchise. That is a very true statement. Period. They can't, and, and, that, you know what? You nailed it with that one. That is a... 100% true statement. And it blows the mind when you look at, like... It's like, they how, took, how do they you took screw the walking up? Fucking, they took the fucking Walking Dead and turned oh. that into a TV show, like, like and turned into a fucking, like, monster franchise. I still have yeah. issue number one first printing around here somewhere. You should sell that. The, the show is losing I, its popularity. I know. I really should be selling. I don't know what the fuck my problem is. should have is. sold that two years ago. I don't know how much yeah. it's worth now, but the, the show's ratings... Because it's saturated now. It, it's losing its popularity. I've haven't stopped watching it, but they're already in. They're already past the halfway mark where they go on hiatus for after the first eight episodes, and then it's the mm-hmm. next eight episodes. I, I haven't watched a single episode yet, not a single one. So, yeah, I think they come back from a hiatus in February. So I, I got eight episodes to catch up on. Actually, I have ten because I, t- to be honest, I haven't watched the last two episodes from the previous season, the the, I, the the two finale. You know me, I'm I'm not a big fan. And here's the thing: I went to Scott and I said, "Listen, you need to watch season six, uh, to the finale, to the opening of season seven, because I had told him, I think they might have finally." They got this, sh- but because the show, I've always enjoyed the show. But season six was so fucking good, and the way the finale was so fucking good, and the beginning of episode seven, that episode, oh, I'm sorry, episode one, season seven was so fucking good. I actually went to Scott and I said, I think they may have finally figured out how to write this show and make it great every episode, and that could not be further from the fucking truth. <laughs> The, everything they did up until season six that was so great, they fucking just dropped dropped off completely. Season seven was not good. Uh, I didn't think it was terrible, but it wasn't good. All the, all the way up to season six, the show, it just it plateaued. It's really the best way to explain it. Um, it every season was better than the last. Some of it was slow, but it was always good. And season seven and eight, and now I believe this is season nine. Worse, one worse than the last, and they're losing all their all right. ratings too. I mean, like big time. So, so now that we've covered everything from, <laughs> from um, everything from but t- my science project. Yeah, let's let's circle back from my lack of ability to sell a comic book when it could have got sold for a thousand dollars. And go back to one of my favorite childhood films, My Science Project. That's right. Now, My Science Project is a is a a young adult sci fi film. That's right. That and honestly, and I'll say right now, since we're talking about remakes, 
This film is begging for a fucking oh, remake. Oh man, this I it's would insane. love it if this film got remade. So 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 basically, just to, just to break it down real quick, Dean John Stockwell plays this uh, car obsessed uh, hunk, I guess. Gearhead. Uh, what? Gearhead. Gearhead. He a gearhead hunk who uh, has a greaser friend, Fisher Stevens, yeah. and then uh, Danielle von Zer- Zernick. Zernick. Um, and what did you say she was? Sawyer. She From... plays Ellie Sawyer. Um, she's not really done a lot of stuff. She's actually, okay. the, like these days, producing stuff. Okay. But she's been in a couple of things she, along the way. She, yeah. Well, 80, I'm a hot girl, but I have glasses that I'm kind of nerdy, so you can't tell. Right, until she takes off the right. glasses and, and lose the retainer. Right, and she wants to, and she's trying to, like, get into this guy's pants uh, via, like, the school newspaper. And then you have a, a geeky, uh, this geeky nerd who's out of the house for her. And all of this is this weird high school love triangle bullshit circle around the fact that they're going to fail their science project if they don't do something awesome, cool. And so he goes into this junkyard and finds this wreckage from an alien ship from the 50s. Which the film opens up with, with them finding and then the president orders to destroy it. Eisenhower, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> which, which will please all of the uh, Area 51 uh, nutjobs out there. Uh, yeah, Eisenhower actually visits the scene and says, yeah, scrap it. And so they find this piece of alien technology and, uh, and through bubbling... Oh, oh! Look, let's let's hook up a car battery to it. They discover that it can actually create time warps, and then this becomes a problem when it starts yeah. running out of control, and they have to fix it. And there are scenes in the in the movie that are completely unrealistic, but still fun. All right, don't don't start with that. I mean, come on. The real unrealistic. All right, here here's the problem. I just watched uh, uh, um, Ant Man and the Wasp. Wasp. Yeah, Holly. I haven't seen it yet. And, and, I actually and, haven't seen the first one either. So, so here, here's my problem. This is partly my fault because I've got us into a, a kind of a thing where we we kind of compete against each other when we watch films to point out weird stuff. Okay. But so we're watching like the Ant Man and the Wasp, hmm. and and it gets to the point where they, they you you find out they're in a tiny little shrunk down car on the street. Yeah. And and Holly says, you know, you know. Uh, their wheels can't be going fast enough to go as the same speed as the the big car. And 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 I just like turned to her, like, so that's your problem with the film. <laughs> you're you're okay with them shrinking the car down to matchbox size, but you're arguing about the physics of driving it as fast as it's going. She's like, yeah. So all right, I'm 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 not going to engage you on that. I, I, I th- again, I like if you're gonna. There's got to be a point where the line just disappears. That's what I said. Like you're, you're ruining the magic. Just enjoy it. It's fucking stupid. Let's now, go. The the car may not be able to reach its top speed of let's say it's 150 miles an hour it, when it's scaled down that tiny, but I'm sure it could keep up with traffic. I, I again, <laughs> I'm sure we could do like like mathematical equations about the circumference of the of the wheel versus like that i'm sure we could do that i'm not prepared to do it for a fucking ant-man movie <laughs> that's where i draw the line i, I got it all right so, I'm, I'm on board don't worry okay so when you now this came up as well during this film so b- basically just to speed through it by the by the uh, I, I guess the second the ending of the first act beginning of the second act 
is when they bring it to the teacher and he's like, wow, this is great. Let's plug it in the outlets. <laughs> and, and so they, they, they go let's, on a mad. Let's give it power. Right. So they go on. A, so so um, John Stockwell and Fisher Stevens go on a quest to stop, to break, to blow up the power lines to prevent this thing from drawing more and more energy. Third act, of course, is when it starts getting but, more energy because geek. Here's and, the thing. Let, let me hold stop. On, hold on. Hold on. Okay. All right. I, I, I need to finish the thought. Okay. Go for it. All right. So, so the third act is they go to the high school, and now it's just like a, a giant time warp. So they're walking through, and you've got like World War II soldiers, and Cleopatra comes through, and then like centurions come through, and Holly says, "You know, how come, how come, uh, whenever they have these time things, it's always like soldiers, and warriors, and Cleopatra coming through, and not just like some guy shopping, or just like you know somebody like you know some and, random and, and, person." I was like, because that would be fucking boring. <laughs> you know, may, maybe the maybe the aliens are smart enough that they realize that history is only exciting when you involve violence. That's right. Maybe you should just maybe you should relax and enjoy the show. Huh. I say. <laughs> so I was like, what do you again, call this, Wawa? <laughs> but like, like again, this is where you draw the line. Like you were okay with all of this, like with the 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 alien ship piece that's creating a time warp, and the hippie. The hippie professor plugs it into the outlets, so now has enough power to start bringing forth all these different things. And your problem is that Cleopatra made an appearance. <laughs> yeah. Can we calm down a bit? You're gonna do everything 220, 220, I, 221, I, I, whatever it takes. Yeah, I, I <laughs> gave up. I gave up any semblance of reality. The third stereotype into the film. <laughs> it's the 80s. Who knew Let's an alien this. artifact just needed 120 volts of power? It's crazy. And you, know, and you know what? I I think, like, if they did a remake of this, you could even go into, well, maybe this device is specifically meant to bring in, like, different, like, kind of warriors. Maybe this is, like, a kind of, like, uh, you know... Well, that's um, not what I'm complaining about. <laughs> no, no, My I'm argument just... with the power thing is Dennis Hopper plugs it into standard electrical outlet. Like, it has wires, you know, to uh, from the... He, it's got two knobs, almost like a, it's a positive and a neutral. It's like, okay, probably not, but okay, let's go with it. So he hooks up a battery to it. Hey, takes a electricity is electricity. I don't care whether it was designed for it or not. Yeah, but so then he takes the other end, a, a positive and a neutral, and he plugs it into the outlet. And right. of course, this thing starts going crazy. Sends Dennis Hopper into a time warp, and they're like, "We need to stop this thing," right? Instead of just unplugging it. Which they do later, so you know it's possible to do. So they just don't, they don't do it there, and their main their their master plan is to go blow up the power towers down now, at the edge of town. Hey, I'm and, okay with this. And they're drive they're racing against it, which that is not how electricity works at all. Now we are talking <laughs> hyperspace. <laughs> <laughs> and he has to put the car in the turbo. And what's hilarious is the top speed. Hit the blowers. I think my Buick Century drove faster at this car's top speed. You know, I think I, it was like 120. I and feel like, I my Century like could Gregory, do 150. I kind of feel like Gregory Peck in the Guns of Navarone. <laughs> I don't care what country he's from. One shot in the chones and he goes down. Fisher Dude. Steven had the best lines. I actually did a, an opening, like a minute and a half of just Fisher Steven lines in the movie. That's the only part of the film that's worth the other than Water Rush. <laughs> Water and, and, Rush. 
and and Den- and Dennis and Dennis uh, Hopper like fucking with a cop at the very end, yeah. and they arrest him for no reason whatsoever. By the way, <laughs> that's right. He just comes out of the school in a fucking hippie outfit, and, and he gets like, arrested. Hey, hey, hippie, you're under arrest. You know, I'm okay with that. Eat me, pig. <laughs> but apart from like those two things, the only, only like, like like the only parts of this film that I remember and enjoyed was Fisher Stevens. He's yeah. he is the only reason this film was worth watching. I do like when uh, when Dennis Hopper, after he talks to John Stockwell about his project being amazing, he pulls out the uh, was it nitrogen out of his desk. Oh yeah, and he just inhales it. <laughs> And 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 he's just like, with his mouth, he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just like, that is a Don't bold move. Me. Yeah, that's right. It's like I'll fuck anything that moves. Uh, <laughs> but that I Pabst thought, blue, Pabst Blue Ribbon, motherfucker. <laughs> I just thought that was a pretty bold move, for, even for a film that's only rated PG, to have well, him pull that out and even do that. And I, but I think that's the thing too. Again, you have a reference to. Christine in the film, yeah, and I, I think this film was really again the problem with the eighties. Christine was ma- three years well, earlier too. Christine was three years earlier too. Right, but I, like the problem with the eighties from my from being a child that grew up in the eighties uh, was that they were making films that weren't meant for children, but they were really meant for children. Yeah, again, yeah. like DC Cab, shit like that. Yeah, and, and and another thing about this movie that's so synonymous with the '80s is their knowledge of technology and computers, which <laughs> they they have none. They really had zero. That's why things like plugging it into an electrical outlet is like, yeah, that's a good idea. That, that's hey, totally feasible. Chasing down know. power towers, you know, like chasing it down to the point of now, where. I- they can see it hit every tower, and it's like, now, okay, we're driving fair. faster than it. be fair, it's not electricity. It's alien electricity, so that's different. Totally different. Totally different. This, this, I don't know how this didn't become a TV show. Yeah, you would think that it would be an easy transition. But, I mean, the, the one thing I, I really, like, again, watch it, and I don't think I've seen this in like well, a good y- 10, 15 years. You know what? Maybe what? the reason why I didn't have a TV show is because Weird Science came out the same year as this. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that did get a TV show. And that got much more attention than this. Dude, this came out in August. I actually pulled up the numbers to see what uh, other films came out that summer. I, w- I wonder if they made this because Weird Science was coming out. Well, Weird Science came out on August 2nd. When My Science out? Project came out a week later on the 9th. I, I feel like this... They were a week apart. I, I feel like... I feel like they made this film because Weird Science was in production. Probably. I, I mean, I just get that feeling that like, oh, oh, we have a science film coming out with teen with the high schoolers. We got to make our own version. Now, and oddly enough, <laughs> Jim Cotta totally, came out May of 1985. It has no bearing on this whatsoever. <laughs> no, it so doesn't. Brought that up. All right. Well, I'm just talk- I'm just <laughs> looking at the movies that came out that summer. Follow, follow the flag, sir. <laughs> follow the flag. Um. Now, yeah, and you're totally right. And I guess in the battle between these two, yeah. Weird Science had more oh, going yeah. for it. Um, well, I'm looking at the movies that came out that summer, and you know what? It was pushed to August, which is, as for summer goes, is the January of summers, August of the oh, yeah. because it's the end of the summer. The studios have nowhere else to put it. They didn't get that May, June, July release, so you have this like August, and that's it. 
Um, so movies that did come out that summer were like The Goonies came out that summer, uh, Return to Oz, um, even Back to the Future came out that summer. So another time travel movie. So it's like it, it was it was definitely definitely saturated that summer. There was no way Mind Science Project was. Even the TV spot and the trailer, it's like the, what did it say? It was like the, the most fun this summer or the mm-hmm. best the movie, uh, the most fun you'll have this summer and it, because it was at the end of the summer and they're just you know trying to do anything to get any kind of revenue and any kind of hype going for my science project. Because when you're cool, the sun shines on you 24 hours a day. <laughs> I love that part because then she slams him <laughs> against the wall and he's like, he's like, take it easy there, butch. Get a, yeah. sh- get a shave. <laughs> All right, Kojak. <laughs> um, uh, and by the way, I, Pee-wee's big I, adventure. I was going to something else in the film, but I, I got to mention that, like, yeah. when they're walk um, again, Holly's watching this against her will, um, and she's like playing on her phone too. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> and and, real, and this is not the final film that you need close attention to anyway. Real but Genius when, came out two days before it as well. So it, it said Real Genius came out two days before my science oh, project as well. It just it, just it was just totally done. There was no it had no shot. You know what? And the eighties was all about that too. Again, technology, the home computers were being. It was a whole part of the whole zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah I, I absolutely I, I definitely see that. You know, it, it, and it also look at it. It was like science fiction to like a new generation. Yeah, and I, then. I'm, and then two weeks after it comes out, Better Off Dead and Teen Wolf. All right, nothing to do with science fiction. No, so. but just competition. It had no chance. No, it did. It really did. It's like UHF coming out against like India, like 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 major blockbuster films. Absolutely. Yeah, no, not a fucking chance. None. Um, so. And again, it's not a great film. I, no. The, is, the the acting is horrible. The writing <laughs> is not that great. Uh, and and it's it's just not a good film. But it, again, it's it, Fisher Stevens alone saves this movie. Absolutely. Uh, I, I got to mention the weirdest part though. Watching with Holly is that the part where the Centurion comes out. Yeah. And and he, he says something like "Moratorio es salutamanamalas." And I like, "What did he say?" He said, "He's going to kick our ass," which <laughs> is in the trailer. Yes, it is. How, and now I knew that he was saying, "Those who are about to die, salute thee." Because I read the trivia shit online. Oh, oh, did you? Right. So we're watching this, and just Holly just hears it, and she just goes, uh, "Yeah, to, to those about the fight, we salute you." She's like, "Where'd you fucking pull that from?" Of course, she has a medical. You know, she's like a CMA. She has a medical background. She knows Latin. It's like she knows. Oh, she knows a little Latin. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. She's like, where'd that come from? I know. I cheated. I went online. How the fuck you know that? It's like, oh, I, you know, I know some shit. I guess you do. All right. I know that they used V's for U's. I know that. That's as, that's as far as my Latin goes. Yeah, and I'm against that totally. Uh, honestly, it's weird. We went to the Museum of Natural History recently, and I just not that I didn't get into an argument with somebody, but uh, it, it, no, it wasn't an argument. But they, they were swearing to me that that wasn't a thing. I was like, I was like, stop it. They use V's for U's all the time. I, the older the building, the better the chance it'll have a V for a fucking U. Was that like a stranger that said that to no, you? No, 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 no. It was definitely a family gathering of some sort. <laughs> and, and I don't... 
that makes much more sense. <laughs> it <right>. sure does. <laughs> I, um, I, I get to see like like a like a, a group tour. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? They always did that. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> I mean, they don't do it anymore. But it's like if you go to a really old fucking building, yeah, they used V. And I and, oh, and my argument was, you see it on a lot of uh, municipal buildings and courthouses. Yeah. And they're like, no, they don't do that. I'm like, yeah, they do. Yeah, I go, they don't all do it. It depends on the age of the building. But you're definitely going to find some fucking Vs for U's. Where it says go municipal, ahead. it's M fucking V. Grandpa, we'll meet you at the gift shop. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then we go to the Museum of Natural History. And I'm like, it's right fucking there. I don't remember who I, right. I, I was talking to about it. But there all it right. is. Let's, let's rein it back a bit. My all Science right. Project. My Science Project. Um, now... As far again, I have a weakness for time travel films. Me, I'm, I'm the same and, way. Again, I was 12 when this came out. The trailers were fucking awesome. Uh, Dude, watching to this, me, this was the greatest I, movie ever made that that summer. I saw it. it. Yeah, and I didn't see it in the theater, but I did see it on cable the following year. So I was like 13 when I finally got a chance to see it. It was all over Showtime or, or video rental. I think video Show, rental. I point. think I saw it on Showtime first. I, I. I I, I want to say it was on cable instead of video. They played it constantly. Um, when, when did Pee-wee's Big Adventure came out? Come Same out. summer. Same summer? Okay, yeah. that's roughly when we first got a VA. <laughs> As a matter of fact, first, it came out two weeks before this. Because the first two videos we ever rented were Pee-wee's Big Adventure and Teachers. Okay. So, yeah, so that, that's how I frame yeah. it. Also, um, National Lampoon's European Vacation came out the same week as, uh, as Pee-wee's Big Adventure. That I saw in the theater. Fucking the Black Cauldron, the, the Disney not. film that scared children. I don't think I saw that in the theater. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Fright Night. Um, my God, so many but, movies. Yeah, but so so but my science project again, being that age in the '80s, this film was fucking awesome. Absolutely. Um, again, it's horribly written. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, the acting is not good, and as I've said repeatedly, all the characters are extreme. Um. You get let you get like softer stereotypes in like teen comedies from that time period. And the thing is, you could tell they 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 the tried. Breakfast Club didn't have stereotypes this fucking bad. Also came out this year, the I, same year Breakfast Club came out. I rest my case. So I think so. So like and I'm trying to remember uh, if that was yeah the the film was hold a very strong logic. The only, the only thing the film has going for it is the the kind of like one crazy night aspect where the majority of the film takes place within a 24 hour time period right like after the first act everything takes place in one night right um, exactly and, and then throwing the like the weird little things in like like uh when john stockwell goes home his, his father's like yeah we got married <laughs> like well the first time he goes home and he's like oh i'd like you to meet you know so and so and she's my like new friend. my new friend yeah it's like oh i didn't expect you home so early and uh, the next time he comes home, which is obviously only a couple of days later, uh, yeah, just, uh, we, it wasn't the very next day. It's like we got yeah. married, and she's like, yeah. "I knew we shouldn't have went to Vegas to get married." Yeah. Well, he said, "You're gonna be, you're gonna come back, and you're gonna be nice to your mother-in-law." It's like, no stepmother, stepmother, like my stepmother. I say, like, what? Yeah, <laughs> and, and you get uh, it's little things like that that make the film interesting, right? Uh, and especially, what's his name's cop character? Uh, who? Oh, uh, the the dude from the thing. Um, Rich Nasser. Yep. Yeah, just, just a weird ass fucking country, like old school. Like, like, dude, this isn't Texas, is it? It's Calif California. 
California? Yeah, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, you know, it's like the hat. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, again, like, again, it was like, okay, we need a cop. We need a stereotype. Uh, Texan sheriff. Go for it. <laughs> it's the, the it's 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 the writing is is ridiculous. Oh, it's totally ridiculous. Uh, and, and I'm I, I'm not anti. Again, I I thought the the last Starfighter was good. Uh, now I've never seen Theodore Rex. Don't get me wrong. Oh boy. Um, but, I, uh, I'm waiting with bated breath for when you do give me your challenge because there's so many different ways you could challenge me with this. Yeah, and, and I've narrowed it down. I it mean, like seriously, you could totally go actor challenge. You can go Dude, director challenge. I gave it a lot of thought. Oh, good. Um, I mean, you could. There's so many different ways you could challenge me off of this. Yeah, I mean, but from a, from a time travel perspective, there's not really much. It it doesn't play with time travel as much as it plays with. Okay, so now we can just bring in people from different times. Yeah, they like, don't time travel. Time now, travel comes to them. Right so now, that's the, really the way it is. The one thing now, being 45 years old and watching this film now. Yeah. And and not having seen it in like a, at least a decade. The one thing that, that caught me off guard, I was like, "That's wow! I never noticed that before." Like, like the concept of it is when they wander into this like weird, weird like Vietnamese area, right? Where you got the Viet Cong coming through, and there's like an American soldier, and these these high school kids are like, "All right, let's help them out." It's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> they get guns and shit. They're like, "American soldier, we gotta get it." And like, it's like they, it's it's almost it's like instinctual. The film just does it. They don't right. make a big deal, and then at the end, like the soldier's like, "Thanks a lot, man." And he just wanders off. Right. <laughs> He's not like, dude. Why am I in a fucking high school? <laughs> right. It's like because because during the Vietnam War, they still had high schools, so this guy knows he's in a fucking high school. Yeah, right. And but it's, he was like, and it's really like, only maybe ten years. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that far back in time. Yeah. It's really it's, ten, it's a ten year War. swing. It's, Shit doesn't look too different ten years yeah. later. He's like, thanks, man. I'm gonna go back here. He's acting like the Roman soldiers. Like, I, I don't mean, understand what this is. Is a maybe, big hole. Yeah, maybe if they sat, were sitting down and playing Nintendo, he'd be like, what the fuck is that? But that's really where it would end. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> yeah like all the other ones are like medieval times. Hell, or like, it, even if he stepped out onto the street, a lot of the cars would, wouldn't would be very different, and it would probably be from right. the 70s, but, too. But out of all the people that, like, like, again, like you got this Vietnam soldier, like, you know, pilot, who's like, yeah, thanks a lot, man. And then it's like, I'm going to go do my thing now. You guys go do your thing. Now, how the fuck am I getting here? Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand why the like the future road warriors or the Neanderthals or the Centurion didn't understand. But this guy fucking knows he's not in the right time period. <laughs> Come on. It's very fucking bizarre. Yeah. And, like, and, that's, and that was the part where I hit where I was like, yeah, this needs a fucking remake. I yeah, would be very even if they didn't bring too much new to the table, you know it would just be better. You know they would. Oh, I know they would. You know they would. You know they like I, because I, one I, of the things that I liked about this film that I took away from it is how well I thought it was not directed, but I guess the way it was uh, cinematically uh, the the cinematography was done. I thought it was actually done very well. I, I didn't think that it looked cheap. Uh, it doesn't look. It doesn't look like a Roger Corman film. No. Yeah, it do, it didn't feel cheap. I mean, some of the stop motion stuff with the T Rex. I mean, that's the sign of the time. That's what they had budget wise. Yeah. But even that wasn't the, too bad. No, but for the most part, just the way the, the the camera panned the screen and the way 
they like that opening shot of them going into the army base it was done really well and then the shot of him driving to the army base to go get to try and find a project uh also the 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 wide angle shot that they used was done very tastefully it was it i never at any point that i think that it looked like crap like a lot of low budget films from the 80s can look like there there there's some dated special effects but oh, that's of course. probably it well i mean you, like all the special effects like the electricity it's all animated yeah because to be honest it looks better than if they tried not to, to if tried to do something else mm-hmm. they use a lot of animation hell the year before ghostbusters used the same style of animation for stuff too it, it's not like it was anything new that's just the sign of the time and Ghostbusters the year before made over $200 million domestically. It was a monster hit. Had very similar special effects. So, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a sign of the time. But, and even though it's not a good film, I would still recommend it to anyone that loves 80s stuff and or time travel or both. Mm-hmm. I just, I would. Yeah. I was like, it's not a perfect film in any way. It's actually pretty bad, but... no. Yeah, if you yeah. like this kind of stuff, you like 80s films, it's a very forgotten movie, and it's a bit underrated. There's definitely worse films that came out in that time period. Yeah. But but again, it is it is very flawed. Oh, very oh, much. But, oh, but only in as much as that it was, a, it was a product of the 80s, and the 80s was still a very bad time yep. for, uh, again, like stereotypes. And we hadn't really gotten out of doing the... Uh, you know, again, all the stuff we make fun of now, like, oh yeah, she can't, she can't be, she can't be hot. She's got glasses on, <laughs> you know, that that kind of shit. <laughs> you know, it's just and, and like the jocks and 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 the hippie. It's just, yeah, it's it's really it's very. I think it's 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 more of a um, snapshot of the '80s psyche than a lot of the other films that we still like, like like um like again like Real Genius or um. Uh, like Back to the Future, my, or what's the other one you mentioned? Um, Weird Science. Weird Science. Because I mean, those kind of, because yeah. those kind of took like stereotype characters, but then went beyond with them. Where this film kind of took those stereotype characters and kept them. Definitely. And and maybe that's one of the reasons why this film never, because it didn't have that kind of arc where the stereotypes stopped being stereotypes. Um. I mean, the characters had an arc, so to speak, as far as like you know, nerdy Sherman, uh, you know, be, you know, becomes more aggressive and and you know, yeah. But there's there's no real character arcs. Probably gets this. laid soon after that. He's you know, honestly, what he, what, he's probably what? the he's probably the only character that has a real character arc. The the closest you oh, get yeah. outside of him is is oh, uh, the gearhead decided yeah he doesn't mind banging the nerd chick because she is kind of hot. That's it. Really, um, so maybe that's one reason why this film has not survived. I don't know, but yeah. just having grown up during that time period, it 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 still appeals to me. And again, fucking fucking uh, Fisher Stevens is fucking awesome. Yeah, he is. He's great. He, he, he's he's always been. What I found interesting was uh, Sherman, the character, the guy that played Sherman. They gave him a fake stomach to make him look like he was a bit. Like chubby or something. Yeah, that, that I thought was that weird. was kind of weird. And, and 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 Fisher Stevens would make comments, "Hey, tubby." Yeah, like he, you know, yeah. like smack his stomach. 
Yeah. I said, what the fuck? It's not good enough. It's not bad enough. It's not good enough that he's nerdy. We have to get a fat guy in here somewhere. <laughs> I, I almost feel like maybe that was something in the, in the screenplay where like it was supposed to be a fat character and they just couldn't let it go. But I I don't know. I it's the only thing I could think of. It was That's weird like, because you yeah. know his his face obviously doesn't match the fake stomach that they gave him. No, it was, it was a weird and they kind of abandoned it halfway through too. It was very weird. Yeah, I I'm glad you brought that up because that was troublesome. Yeah, it, I and I and I'm with you. It, it just. It just didn't seem like it was fair. Probably isn't the right word. It just didn't seem like it was necessary. It, 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 it yeah. It, it was like. I mean, if they're we, trying, if they're trying to push across that you know kids get bullied in high school, you succeeded. But you could have just stopped at him no, being a well, nerd. All right, as the eighties, no one gave a fuck. No one really but, did. Yeah, no, no. I'd say it definitely wasn't the, the goal of that. I, I, the only thing I can think of is that it was part of the screenplay, and for some reason they just couldn't let it go. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's all I... Because, real honestly, nothing else comes of it. Nothing. And, and it's not like there's even a good joke or anything in there. No, and by the end of the film, that character and Fisher Stevens, they don't become, like, good friends, but they become accepting, uh, accepting, right. accepting it, it, of each other. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like, it's like the today. most minor character arc you can put in a film. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, have we said our piece? I think so. Fisher I, Stevens is the shit. Yeah, and Dennis Hopper, the little parts that he has are fun too. He's not he's in it very little. Yeah, but if if you want Dennis Hopper like rehashing his hippie shit, watch flashback with uh, uh oh it's Kiefer Sutherland. With Kiefer Sutherland, yeah. <laughs> Which only came out about that came out in nineteen ninety, I think. Yeah, so that, it's only like four or five years after this movie. Yeah, this is like the, this is like Dennis Hopper's reboot, where it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna like just like do shit where I'm 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 rehashing stuff from the '60s. Yeah, I, I think when he comes out of the school at the end, he's actually wearing the outfit from um, Easy Rider. Uh, if it's not, it's damn close. Yeah, I, I feel like it's that actually the out one the or one of the outfits from Easy Rider. And and, and I don't know if that was already in the script and they got Dennis Hopper to do it, or they wrote it in there for Dennis Hopper. But I don't know. because he does that, I can't imagine anyone else do anyone else doing that part. Yeah, and I th- yeah, I as think small it is, as it is, little things like that are what make this film. It's like Dennis Hopper being in it. Is it? Yeah, it's a little nugget in there <laughs> it's not but not by by not by any stretch of the imagination a good film but i mean from a nostalgia standpoint it, it's got its fucking merits oh yeah yeah so what do, what do you want to rate this on imdb all right so it's currently six a perfect 6.0 uh on 4700 votes so it's six out of ten based on nostalgia alone and me thinking that it's not that bad, I I think I'd be okay with a six. I'd be okay with a five. You want to talk me down to a five? Just because the writing is not that good, and the only thing that really saves the film is the co- the core concept and Fisher Stevens. Okay. I, I really feel like like it doesn't. Uh, I I would even say this is more poorly written than um, the Last Starfighter. <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah, probably. And I, again, I, I think I, I there is stuff that raises it above your average film. But I don't think enough to go to a six. If if you feel hard about the six, oh, I'm not. Six, I don't feel hard about the six. But I I I, 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 I could go six. 
I love the film, but I feel like sometimes we have to like be realistic about this stuff. And like say, like if we were doing weird science right now, what would you want to do with weird science? I'd probably give weird science a seven. Same here. Yeah. So so if weird science is a seven, is this really a six? Yeah, probably not. I I really feel yeah. again. You know, no, you're right. We, you're uh, yeah. It's probably not a six. I mean, I, I if I was trying to talk it up to a six. Not that I'd be making shit up, but I'd probably be more forgiving than I should I, be. I, I, because yeah, I, I can I, go seven for weird science and possibly even talked into an eight if enough good points were made. Although eights, right. you know, you're talking almost Oscar quality at an eight, so or pretty I, much think, Oscar quality. And I think one of the reasons I kept thinking this film needed a remake when I was watching it is because it really, uh. It has a lot of potential, but there's a lot of stuff holding it back, and I, I really just feel like a five is fair enough. Yeah, and if they remade it and they wanted to keep a small snippet of Dennis Hopper's character, they could probably get Fisher Stevens or John Stockwell to reprise that. They're, they're the right age, so... Oh, Jesus. Probably Fisher Stevens would be more likely. Yeah, right? You know, John Stockwell could be, like, like a very bit part. He could probably play, probably play the but father of somebody. If they do a reboot, uh, Fisher Stevens could be in it, but he has to play the character from uh, from um, Short Circuit. <laughs> what do you mean? This is a time machine. I don't know. I don't understand what's going on. Johnny Five alive? I, what does that mean? What is Johnny Five, and why am I why am I in Centurion times fighting this creature? This is a weird time travel. You thing. you really fucked up. <laughs> because when you're a cool, the sun shines on you twenty four hours a day. <laughs> I love that scene <laughs> now, because now, now he, we were talking. Now we are talking hyperspace. Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene because he immediately gets on his tiptoes so that he's taller than her. I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. noticed that. Because she comes up to him and she's like mean and she asks him that question. He immediately like makes himself taller. <laughs> he's like the only one in the film that... like It's almost like he's the only one in the film that embraced the stereotype and tried to elevate it. Right. I, I, I just feel like... You know, <laughs> this is like <laughs> you know, it's about you know, like, like uh, flying lawnmowers and weird kind of shit. <laughs> every fucking line of his, every other line of his is like, I, I, I need this as a ringtone. <laughs> just... Well, you know, and there are scenes in the movie too where he goes to um, John Stockwell's character, and he's in like the garage part of the high school, and John Stockwell's like working on his car, gets in the car, and Fisher Stevens he grabs on the side of the door. And they're having this like little short conversation, and then John Stockwell floors it, and Fisher Stevens holding on to the car, and they're actually moving, and it just transitions to the next scene, uh -huh. and it's just a fun scene, and they just that happens a lot in the movie because Fisher Stevens is involved. Uh huh. So it's just without Fisher Stevens, this movie would probably, for me anyway, would be way less than a five. How come it's midnight and you haven't turned into a pepperoni pizza? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a line which, to this day, I still have a little trouble understanding. <laughs> I kind of get it more now than I did back then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still kind of like, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> and, and the one thing that he had in his car that I always, to this day, flash oh. back to wanting on my... Yes. The middle finger that just comes up through the back trunk of the car. And it's like, you know what? I wish I had that. I wish I had it because I would use it all the time. And you know, it's like a weird thing. Like you knew they had to actually like like cut a hole in a car and get some guy yeah, like a mechanism in there to, to push it up. 
Because you know they didn't put a machine in there. They probably had somebody in the trunk going. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so it's like what? A, like that would have like, came in handy today on my traffic ride home because some douchebag honked at me for merging it in front of them. It's like fuck you. We're in traffic. What the do, fuck do, do you want? Uh, in case you didn't see it, uh, last uh, no, you did see it last Friday. I had, I had a, a woman throwing garbage. I out saw of that. Me. I saw yeah. that was a woman. Ay ay ay! Because you merged in front of her, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I had that today minus the garbage. It's just like, fuck, fuck you. And you know she pulled all that garbage out of the front of her fucking car. Oh, I because it's probably just like, a, a fucking dumpster pulled, on wheels. She, she pulled up next to me and the, the window came down and I quarter my eye. I see her like digging through shit. It's like, what is she doing? And so you just like <laughs> curiosity. And the next thing I know, like like stuff's hitting my windshield. I'm like, what is that? A paper napkin? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Fucking human garbage. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that. Um. So I'm gonna give it a five. Five is good. All right. Five it is. All right. So do you want to do the demographics? I can never get to it on my fucking thing. You gotta update your browser, man. No, I'm I'm on Edge, and Edge doesn't have it. That's the problem. Then you should open up Chrome just for the show. <sighs> Because I'm like got eight fucking things open, dude. I'm like I'm like I'm multitasking I, here. Then I'll, you want me to do the demo? It's your thing. You do it better. I know, I know. Give me a second, and I'll find it. Now you like put pressure on me. Put pressure so, on uh, me. and, and so, I'll, I'll mention please. that I do have a challenge for you, and I actually nice. have two different challenge options. I'm going to give you a choice. Okay, I like that. And and uh, I'm not sure. And it's funny because uh, my wife and I we were watching uh, James. James A. Janice, he does the uh, Dead Meat show. Oh, right. Uh, he just did the Evil Dead series. Oh, really? Nice. And yeah, and he and and he just did um. The fuck did he just do? Oh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, cool. Yeah, which you know I have I have an article we reviewed published. like fifty episodes ago, I think. Right, and and I also have an article uh, published in an anthology on horror films when about we, that when film. Did we so I'm like. That? I, yeah, I have a special kind of interest in that. Nice. And I, I tell you, he nailed, he nails these films. And and my wife has said to me at one point, says, you know what you should be doing on Movie Sucktastic? Say like, what, dear? What's that? Say well, you know, he he reviews films that people can find. You guys <laughs> review this shit from like the eighties and nineties that no one can find anywhere. Yeah, well. So so people like can't like they can't go and watch the stuff you're reviewing, so they don't know it. Where this guy's reviewing stuff that's out on blu-ray so they know they can go and see it so but he's this got a bigger is also audience. he makes money doing this this is what he does all day oh yeah and and, and but again it, it's it's a fair critique that she gave me it and is my, fair right and my excuse was we don't care <laughs> <laughs> i'm just bringing up my science project on my chrome app Good. or whatever and i'm wondering when we did silent night Deadly Night. Was it last Christmas or the year before? Because no, I know we timed ago. it with Christmas. It was a while ago. Yeah, it could, wow, it could be like a hundred episodes ago. Alright, I'm in Chrome and I still don't see the fucking demographics. It's up at the top. Yeah. God, when did we do when did we do Saving Christmas? Oh, do I, have to, oh I have to click that, okay. Episode uh, yeah, 192. It's it's really it's honestly there's there's like no no variation across the board everybody in any every demographic is between 
5.9 and 6.1. Oh, so it's it's pretty vanilla. Yeah, I mean, the lowest rating is, is top 1,000 voters gave it 5.3 because they're special. And the highest demographic was, uh, um, oddly enough, females 18 to 29, 6.4. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is only like 0.1 below males, the same age group, so it's right. not much worth talking about. Um, most common rating is six. It's, 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 it's not... It's a it's a horseshoe graphic. There's nothing special about it. Um, yeah, it wasn't worth the hassle. Uh, uh, so so with my science project, you have touched on uh, one of my uh, weaknesses. Time travel, which is time travel. Yep. I I have I have a we I have a just weird obsession with time travel films. Um, I have two options for you. Two, okay. Right. Now they both involve time travel. Hmm. One of them is a time travel film I probably haven't watched since I was a kid and it came out. Oh God, I found I, it. I believe- it's episode ninety-five. Ninety-five. That's when we did Silent Night, Deadly Night. Which episode ninety-five? was holy god that's a really long time ago six fucking years ago we did it december 20th 2012 dude it feels like we did it not like last year or the year before i swear to god i couldn't even tell you anyway all right so two challenges challenges for me they're both time travel right do i get some hints um one of them came out in the early 80s early 80s Time after time? No. Not that. Um, um the other one, which I'm I'm try, actually trying to find right now, um, because there's a lot of stuff with the same title. It's not a very uncommon name. Uh the other one is the only time travel film I've ever seen that I did not like. Really? Yes. Hmm. Um Ah, and that's from eighty nine. So we've got early 80s and late 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 80s. We have a time travel film that I haven't seen in a while and a time travel film that again, probably the I, I like Kate and Leopold. That's how much of a sucker I am for time travel <laughs> yes, films. Yes, you do. Yeah. So so it's either the only time travel film I don't like or one that has a lot of connections to other things we've reviewed in the past. Hmm. Or possibly could into the future. I don't know if I want to give you any choice. So early eighties and late eighties. Correct. And I'm trying to I'm going running through my head what came out in eighty nine, and I'm drawing a, without any hints. I'm just I mean those are two good hints, but I mean. I'll tell you that both of them played on cable a lot during the. Well, here's 80s. the thing. I don't. I. It's not Time Bandits, is it? No. Good, because I would have said no to that. No, no, obviously. Because that falls into movies. It's too good a movie to review. Yeah, I agree. At least for our show. It would be a disaster. For our show, it's too good of a movie to review. Early 80s, though. Uh, I think specifically 82 or 83. 
Uh, 82. 82. 82 and 89. Those are the two actual dates. Jesus Christ. Um, any extra hints you can give me? And then um, I'll, I, I, I will I'll let tell you, you reveal both them. of them, both of them star actors that you will recognize their name. That that lead actor you'll recognize immediately. Um, one involves time travel to the past. The other involves time travel to the future. To the future. Yes. I'm pretty I mean, sure that, that both of these have been mentioned at least in passing on previous episodes. I'm sure they have. Yes. Anything else you can give me? Well, I, I don't want to give it too much. Um, okay. Then I'm going to have to have you uh, I'm going to have to have you reveal them then. All right, because we'll tell you what then. I'll... It's too broad for me saying you, one goes to the past, one goes to the future. There's so many movies and none I, of them are coming okay. to mind. Bad ones anyway. All right, all right. One of them you're going to get. The other one you're not going to get. Okay. The first one, the 1982 film, right. involves a motorcycle. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know it. I don't remember the name, but I remember the box where it's it's like a silhouetted motorcycle with like the lines of the highway where it like go, looks like it goes off into infinity. It's Fred Ward. In Time Rider, that's the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that's I've right. never seen, by the way. I, I I saw it when I was really young, and I've never revisited it. So, okay. um, again, eighty-two. I was like ten when yep. it came on cable. So that was a that was a movie poster and a VHS box that I saw constantly whenever I went to the, our video store. It was always mm -hmm. there. Oh yeah, no, definitely. It was, it's, it's I love that movie right poster. The next one is more of a. Uh, and actually, let me just double check. I'm pretty sure it had a theatrical release, but if it didn't, I'm I'm definitely can't re like recommend it. That cover of Time Rider is, it's like that could be the cover of a video game, and I would have bought it. Okay, this other one did have a um, theatrical release. However, while Time Rider you remember as a like, as like a video store. Yes, rental it, that had a, a theatrical release. This one limited, but it did. Right, but th this one also had a limited theatrical release. But this one you will not remember from the video store as much as you'll remember from just being played on cable a lot. Okay. And the lead actor for this is Chris Christopherson. Oh, oh, oh! You know. Oh, that's yeah, you know. um. Uh, ah, they played it. Just constantly on cable. The cover of this, instead of a motorcycle, it's an airplane. Yeah, it's, it's slipstream. No, not slipstream. No. <laughs> um, that's Mark Hamill, I think. Oh, oh, I I know it. I watched it a lot. Um, oh my God, I watched it so much. That look one, at Mark Hamill, strip slipstream. I don't think I ever saw slipstream. That's in one. That's in one of my openings. Uh, of the show that one hmm. yeah i have a shot from slipstream in the opening my opening uh that i did that i play once in a while i have yeah. an opening for it and it's from the movie slipstream is it like a post-apocalypse movie um i yeah. don't think i don't think i've ever seen it actually <laughs> <laughs> i recognize the cover but i don't think i've seen it either hmm 
I'll, I'll tell you that the other film is called Millennium. That's right. Yes, it's the only time travel film I've ever like seen, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, not into it. Not into it. No. So those are my choices. My choices yes. are Time Rider and Millennium. Now I've seen Millennium f- f- fucking million times. Um, I think either one would be fun to review. My personal preference is Time Rider. Yeah, you know what? I was going to go Time Rider too because of the fact that I've never seen it. I've never seen it, mm-hmm. and it's got Fred Ward. Well, Fred Ward, yeah, of um, not only of Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins, but of Tremors. Right, and I think the, the challenge. Spell. The challenge I could I could come off of Time Rider, just on an actor challenge alone would be amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, but oh, I yeah. probably won't do that. Uh, but yeah, no, let's do Time Rider. I, I agree with you. Thank yeah, you. Let's do that. I, I really don't like Millennium. Uh, well, I mean, that's the only reason why I would choose it because it's terrible and you hate it. But I, I mean, I've seen it too many times. I've just seen it a lot. It you was know, on. The, it was on Showtime, just incessantly. And like the old, the other actor like that, I always think of when I think of Time Rider besides Fred Ward is Tracy Walter. Oh, okay. You know I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I know him. I mean, Repo Man, uh, Conan. Yep. Uh, uh, Batman. He's he's fucking the Joker's sidekick. Oh, that's right. What's his name? You're my number one a guy. <laughs> that's exactly what I would have done. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, I always remember him from there was this really bad TV show back in the, like real early, maybe late seventies, called Best of the West. Oh, I think I do remember that. Yeah, and he was like the like he was like the dirty sidekick. And yeah, he he's the dirty sidekick in everything he does, even when he's not pretty, playing a dirty sidekick. Yeah, pretty much. But I'm pretty sure he was in Best of the West. I'm looking it up now just to see if I can find it and confirm that. Yeah, Best of the West. He was Frog. From best of the West. Which Oh, I never knew this. He's from Jersey. Born in Jersey City. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was a Jersey boy. Yeah. Best of the West lasted one season. <laughs> and I just remember him because the bad guy of um Best of the West, who is uh um damn it, what's his name? He's like he recognizes him that you see him, but uh I think he was the bad guy in um in uh the in uh Pete's Dragon, Leonard Frey. Oh, was he? I don't know, but Leonard Frey. Uh, That's was he funny. in Pete's Dragon? Um, he looks like he belongs in Pete's Dragon. Up yeah. in the Academy. No, he was not. But like with the mustache and shit, he should have been. Oh yeah, wow, he's been, he's been in a lot of shit. Oh, the desk clerk and the but where the buffalo roam. There you go. That that <laughs> honestly, the minute you say that, I know exactly what we're talking about. And he looks just like he reminds me of the the guy that played the bad guy in Pete's Dragon. I got to see who that was, because that's bugging me now. Like the main huckster, Passamaquoddy, mm-hmm. Jim Dale. Jim Dale. No. No, he was not. That wasn't the bad guy. 
that I'm thinking of. Oh, that's right. He was in Malone. <laughs> which I almost challenged you to recently. Um, when, when I... When I what did I end up challenging you to? I forget, but I like Malone. But my uh, no, I, I have the I have the book it's based on. It's called Shotgun. Yeah, and, and the reason why I it. almost challenged you to Malone is when you challenged me to the Nest. Mm. My uh, my connection was mayors that run the town, <laughs> and Malone is like he's not the mayor, but he, the guy runs the whole fucking town, and he's like, Shit, he's we, like, do you run the town? And it's like, no, but yeah, he does. We we could have we could have followed Bangazar right to Roadhouse in that case. That's right. That's absolutely Man. right. Well, I that was also one of my other choices was Roadhouse sure. Malone. Yeah. Um, I forget what I actually ended up challenging you to. I could probably look it up real quick. So, I mean, long story short, if you're one of these young punks who 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 grew up past the '80s and have had a stilted life of constant streaming internet uh, childhood. Do yourself a favor and, and seek out my science project. Absolutely. And fucking enjoy what it was like back then. And and then email J.J. Abrams <laughs> and tell him to reboot that motherfucker. That's right. Now, because that's where the future is. Oh, I remember. I challenged you to mimic, and it was because <laughs> of the whole cockroach thing. You motherfucker. That was, a, that was actually... A, I actually liked going back to that film because I remember I saw that in a theater yeah and I, and I just remember like oh wow what the fuck happened and, <laughs> and and again the audio commentary stuff that we covered in that episode with uh, Benicio, uh not Benicio del Toro Guillermo del Toro Guillermo and, and and all the bullshit he had to deal with with Hollywood and and Weinstein yeah Mr. Uh, Mr. I'll rape you for a dollar um Oof. Like, 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 just all the shit that he talked about. It's just fucking. It just like underlines just the insanity. Ah, uh, and you know, I, 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 th I feel like this hollow. This how I've got a, a lot of days off during the Christmas and New Year's weekends. Oh, nice. Me I too. I do too. Yeah, I think I'm going to spend at least one of them just watching nothing but movies with audio commentary that I haven't watched yet. That's. A, I'm off the week of the seventeenth, all the way to the New Year. I'm off for like two weeks. I have to work the the third Wednesday and Thursday between Christmas and New Year's, and on call stuff. So, okay, that's know. not bad then. That's not bad at all. No, I'm actually looking at the calendar. I mean, we'll have a show next week, probably on the twentieth, but I think we'll be on hiatus until after that, because the I, following uh, week is Christmas, and the following week is New Year's. But that but, Thursday is January third. We should be back on the third. But really, but the Thursday between Christmas and New Year, there's nothing going on really, because Christmas is like that Monday. No, not, nothing's going on. I mean, we could realistically do a show every every week all the way through Christmas. I'm available that week, that Thursday, if you want to record. Honestly, I got nothing going on. Yeah, well, it really depends because I'm off for the two whole weeks, and I know well, I'm spending you, time with my kids because they're you off got, too. You, you've got little children. I've got like teenage children. Yeah. Fuck them. Yes, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> So my, I my mean, my youngest is nineteen and she has a job. I don't give a shit. There you go. So I, I realistically am available, but you never know. I might not be. So well, if you I mean, are, I'm available. Well, if we are, then we're doing a show. But if not, yeah. then it, we can take the one week off. Is what I'm saying. We can, but we already took two weeks off or so. It's okay. So, but whatever you want to do. Yeah, 
No, we should yeah. have a show on the 13th, the 20th, potentially the 27th, and the 3rd, all the way through. Because you mm-hmm. got to remember, oh, the Oscar oh. nominations are going to be out like a week after that, and then that's what we're focusing on. And and, and we got to cover January. we got to do the January. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many good ones this time. So we always do our January uh, release um, trailers, and we talk about it. Yeah. Um, which will realistically, we'll probably end up doing the 3rd of January or in that time frame. Yeah, I really want to dive into January this year. Yeah, we, I'll, we, I'll we even do try it every year. One or two in the theaters if, oh, we, boy. if we get a chance. There's some doozies. Before yeah. we end the show, since we talked about January, Hellboy initially had a January release. Uh-huh. It was uh, It was basically, and I always thought it was, I knew it was going to move, but it had a January release date, and it's moved to April now. There is no trailer for this movie yet, and it is going to be out in four months. What which, is it? Hellboy. What? The, the, the reboot of Hellboy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they have the actor that plays the sheriff in Stranger Things, he's Hellboy. Okay. So, and I'm totally fine with that. I think he's a good enough actor to pull it off. But it had a January release, and that scared me because that's not that's not a good thing. Right. So, when it got moved to April, I was very happy about that. But but I read an article very recently that it has test screened extremely poorly. <laughs> not it, it's 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 uh you can find the article online if you just do a search for hellboy you know test screen uh, there's a couple that comes up and they've said that it's it's people are not enjoying what they what they're seeing well you know what we should do um we should just say right now that like the january once we get to the january january 3rd yeah let's do our first january episode let's just call it right now let's review hellboy and hellboy 2 we could do that. I've I've seen Hellboy one numerous times. Hellboy oh, yeah. two I've never seen. You've never so, seen the second one? No, I've never bought. I, I've never felt the need to. Uh, so between now and January third, I can definitely guarantee I'll watch them both. Great. We saw again. we saw that first uh, Hellboy in a theater. Yes, you we and did. I. Yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I my I I had minor issues with it, but it was fun. The director's cut is is good too. Um, they did a good sure job with I... the with the director's cut. If we're going to review it, let's let's review the director's cut. Okay, definitely. I'm not sure if I have. I think I, I have I... it on my Plex. If I don't, I'm going to get it now. If if I if I have it, I've never watched it. <laughs> and as it far way. as the director's cut goes, I don't know what the time difference is, but I thought it was significant. Gotta be. Because from what I remember reading, the reason why they were doing it was because it gave it a little it was because hellboy isn't an r-rated film but the director's cut gave it a little bit more edge oh good you know let's see hellboy let's see if imdb even mentions yep it's a 10 minute it's a 10 minute difference 122 minutes is the theatrical it's 132 minutes for the director's cut all right which that's significant. Ten minutes. I mean, scenes could last five seconds, or they could last some, you know, longer. Yeah. Uh, and that could to- that does change the tone of the movie. 
Oh, definitely. I have the director's cut, and I have yet to watch it. If so, I if I have it, I haven't watched it. If I don't have it, I'll get it from you. No, I I think yeah, I think we should. If we're going to review it, we should review the director's cut because we've seen the theatrical a hundred times. And, so. and very, 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 very briefly, uh, since we last recorded, I have watched the Happy Time Murders. I haven't yet. Um, I've watched a little bit of Venom, but that's about it. I I was going to watch Venom, but Holly was wasn't into it, so we watched Ant Man and the Wasp instead. Okay. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all I'm you're going to say. I'm not going to elaborate on Yeah, that. and you know what? IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, they probably they just bend over backwards for that movie. Which one? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to look at it right now. Hey, it was fun. Yeah, but, you know, right. that we've talked about this before. Critics have chosen a side. No matter how good DC puts something out, they've chosen a side. Yeah, oh, definitely. You know, yeah, the D Wonder DC Woman can't... doesn't get panned because it's a strong female lead with a strong female director. Not, and I'm not that. saying it's not a good film. Right. But there's no way that it, film it doesn't... It a good film. There's no way that film gets a bad review that year. Right. Not with the Me Too movement. Which, and I'm, but, not, I'm not shitting on any of that. I'm just saying critics have chosen a side and, you know, they've, they backed down when it came to Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. And... and Wonder I again Wonder Woman I don't think was anything I, I enjoyed hooray. it. It was okay, but it was still a rehash of Captain America. Sure I mean, it was. Let's be fair. And 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 great for a strong female lead. All kudos. Great. I'm hoping that um Captain Marvel does great. Although I the trailer just hit and I don't have you seen the trailer? I saw one of them, like the teaser trailer. I think. Yeah, the new one hit and there's now Brie Larson is an Academy Award-winning actress. She's uh -huh. she's a she's a very good actor. The movie that she did, um, Room, was excellent, and she was excellent. Yeah, I remember that. We reviewed that. We reviewed it because it was a, a Oscar. Oscar. It was a Best yeah. Picture. But uh -huh. some of the lines that she delivers in Captain Marvel sound a little weak to me. I, and, I'm I am much more excited about the Shazam film. Oh my god, I'm I I I got this gut feeling that it's just going to be a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few lines in the in the trailer that she delivers. Now, I don't know if it's the sound. I can't imagine it's the sound. It's a brand new trailer that just hit. But she deliver like in in the trailer there's a line where she says, "I'm not going to join your war. I'm going to end it." But the way she delivers the line is I'm not going to join your war. I'm going to end it. It just, it sounded so Valley Girl. And it just, she does it a couple of times in the trailer. I'm going to end it. It's like, whoa. I, I don't know. It's just something I noticed. Please watch the trailer and let me know if you feel the same way. I'm behind on my movie trailers. I think I have to jump up on a bunch of them. Okay. I, I definitely agree. Yeah, I, I, I'll have to do my research this week on movie trailers. We'll have to catch up on that. Just taking a look at what Ant-Man and the Wasp on Rotten Tomatoes got. 88%. Of course. Happy Time Murders, I think, is like 10%. It's it's abysmal. But 20, 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, let me tell you. Happy Time Murders. Quick quick capsule. Yeah. No, Nowhere close to the depravity of Meet the Feebles. Okay. Oh, I figured that. But... It was fun. They did some stuff. Okay. They they did some stuff. 
Uh, well, we already said honest, that that meet the when we talked about meet the feebles, it when we reviewed it, it just yeah, not yeah. going to come anywhere near it. No, no, and they weren't even they weren't trying. It Happy Time Murders is an obvious PG thirteen grab, where they 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 want adult humor, but they want to make sure that they they get the young kids in seats. Right, right. Uh, and so with that in mind, it was never going to make meet the feeble status. And everybody that mentions Avenue Q, please shut the fuck up. It's a totally different. It's not even close. It's a different we, concept. We, we talked about that too, and I watched yeah. some of it, and I'm like, this is not good. It's it's not great, but it's fun. Okay. And and the the guy that does the the voice of the lead character, right? I I'm, I spent like ten minutes of the film like, all right, who's the actor? Who who did they, who did the actor they get? It's not not a fucking name actor. It's it's the fuck. It's a fucking Muppet voice. Oh, it's, the it's, guy, it's somebody it's that, the, that's done a voice for Muppets. It's the guy that did uh, Pepe the Shrimp. <laughs> really? Or the King Prong. Yeah, <laughs> that, that guy. I was like, holy shit. Henson got fucking real Muppet voices in here. <laughs> that alone takes this film beyond anything else. And you know what's hilarious? If you look at Rotten Tomatoes and you look at IMDb, Meet the Feebles is in the 80-90 percentile. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying it doesn't deserve it, because it it is the original. But how come Happy Time Murders isn't anywhere near that? I, how come again, it's not even like a 62% fresh? I I don't know. Maybe it's because it's weird. Like again, my first reaction was, yeah, they're ripping off um, Meet the Feebles. Right. But between the Meet the Feebles diehards and the Avenue Q diehards, maybe like no one wanted to give this film a chance to begin with. It definitely seemed that way. And, and I, I just because it didn't make bit, any money either. You know, I I just I'm a bit more defensive on that kind of stuff these days. It's like, dude, you know, like stop, like everybody's so eager to to trash on films. It totally blew apart my prediction. I don't know if you remember uh, over the summer when when I challenged it to you, uh, or actually it wasn't when I challenged it, it to you. It was when the trailer hit. I said, meet um, uh, Happy Time Murders and the Predator. I I said. I can totally see Happy Time Murders making some money, and the Predator not cut, you know, not making as much money as Happy Time Murders. And don't get me wrong, both films didn't do well at the box office, but but the Predator did do better, and uh-huh. Happy Time Murders did horrifically bad. I like they are not making another one bad, which is sad because if this was halfway decent, they should probably. It would have been fun to have another one of them. You know, I I just feel like if Netflix had taken it up, yeah, and they had done like a Greg the Bunny reboot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, again, there's there's something no, I didn't hear anybody comparing this to Greg the Bunny, but it's it's like, yeah, you know what? Adult puppets isn't a new fucking thing. No, not at all. And and. and Speaking of I Netflix, uh, and bef- and I know we said we were going to end the show like 15 minutes ago, but we really are going to end it now. Yes. Did you hear what, uh, what Disney's doing? They're starting no. their own streaming service. Fuck them. So they're pulling everything that they own off of Netflix and any other streaming surface, uh, service. So, oh, so they have taken everything that they've pr- you know produced or had their, you know, uh, anything that they're in bed with. So like Daredevil on Netflix... <sighs> done now they said it's been canceled but the show is 
in the top five most streamable shows. So it would be really dumb for them to completely cancel Daredevil, and it would be completely smart for them to continue making that show and streaming it on their new service. Like season yeah, I, four would be on Disney's service, and it would I, get I, people to come over and actually subscribe to it. I, I won't, I think, but... I think Disney is, is vastly overrating how much people are willing to subscribe to a whole new separate service just to watch fucking Daredevil. Well, here's the thing, too. There are so many streaming services right now, you can't even fucking keep up with them. There's yeah. five off the top of my head that that if if you had all five, you'd be paying probably more than you do for just getting cable. Internet and these five, you, you just may as well just get cable. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. you got sure. Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and Sling and PlayStation View. That's just right off the top of my head. That's not everybody. Yeah, but there's a lot of overlap there. And then you got Marv- um, you have a DC streaming service now. You have Disney's coming. DC streaming? Yeah. That show Titans is their new uh, you know, their new uh, show that they're and they have Warner Brothers movies on there cuz Warner Brothers owns DC. So they they just did their own streaming service and it just, and I think you can get comic books on there, like digital ones. You can read them through the service. So it's just, there are so many goddamn streaming services, and they're all ten to fifteen dollars a month. And it's like you can't fucking keep up. You just can't do it. I mean, I know that's where we're headed, but if everyone is just going to hoard their own shit, then Plex for life, baby. I mean, come on, it's fucking crazy out there. You th- I don't have $150 I can give for all these different streaming services. What, am I fucking crazy? Hmm. Seriously. But anyway, let's end this. They're doing... They're going to do a live-action Doom Patrol? Um. Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol. Oh. Harley Quinn, Young Justice, Metropolis. Oh, did you also hear? No. That um, HBO has ordered um, ten episodes for a Watchmen TV show. Oh fuck! God. <laughs> I believe the Gibbons is um, overseeing some of it too. Who? So Gibbons. Oh. Because you know Alan Moore ain't gonna fucking do it. Yeah, fuck Alan Moore. So so I'm actually interested to see what they can do because it's uh, not it's not go- they, they've already said that it's not going to be directly out of the comic it's going to be in that universe and it's going dude, to have storylines dude but everything watchman that has happened since Zack snyder's film adaptation yeah i have not given a shit about it's like i'm done what else watchman happened after Zack snyder they, they did like the the the, the, the comic books they did a whole new spin-off like the the oh watchmen. like uh yeah uh, before watchman before watchman yeah and it's like i i, I enough that i don't that stuff. i don't care about we perfected it perfection was achieved move the fuck on i don't do know. another punisher film get it right for a fucking change well how about that yeah, yeah. Oh. All right, yeah. Wrap anyway, this up because yeah. now I'm annoyed. <laughs> I'm annoyed. I thought I was bringing it up, and you might be interested in it. Because I'm—I got to be honest. I'm—I'm I'm 
interested to see what they might be able to do. No, I'd rather just go watch the Watchmen movie again. I'll do that right I was, now. I was actually telling people about it this week, saying to watch the Ultimate Edition that oh, yeah. has the yeah. Black Black Freighter built into it. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's long. you got to set aside like three and a half, almost four hours. But, but it is it. it is the it is the ultimate cut of the movie. I go. And it, it is still holds it, up. Yeah, oh yeah. Zack Snyder wanted more money to do the Black Freighter live action. It was going to probably be done in similar way that they did Three Hundred, where it was a lot of uh, blue screen, green screen. Mm-hmm. And Warner Brothers said, "Listen, we're already up to like a hundred and thirty million for this thing. It's like we just can't give you more money." Absolutely so, fucking not. Even I would have said no at that point too. I'm, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Even I would have been like, no, we don't fucking need that. So they gave him a smaller budget and they animated it, which yeah. the animation is acceptable, and it's a it's a comic in the comic, so it it works it being animated anyway. It really does. Yeah, it does. But so, like, like, one of the few times I'll side with like like Hollywood producers like no fucking way cuz I think no. it was going to cost an extra 20 or 30 million to film the Black Freighter stuff. Yeah, dude, just 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 fucking finish the film, all right? <laughs> he came in on time. Yeah, no, I again, Zack Zack Snyder's my new god. I'll give you that, but even I would have like now. <laughs> all right, let's end this. All right. Oh my god, the good episode. I liked it. Yes. All right, everybody. As always, thank you for joining us for yet another episode of Movie Sucktastic. This is episode 286. Vastly approaching the 300 mark. Probably end up doing that sometime during Don't or right it. after the Oscars. Don't jinx it. No, I mean, it's going to happen sometime in January, February. Or, I'm sorry, February, March, I mean. So, anyway, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can download the show there. You can listen to the show there. You can tune in live with us and watch it either on our website or you go or you can go to YouTube and watch the live stream because we're doing that now and it's working out really well. Uh, you can also go to iTunes and download or listen to the show there as well. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic and everything we post there are usually movie trailers, movie related, when we go live, it's all on there. You can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com you can email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. If you send us an email, we'll read it on the show. You can leave us voicemail, which we will play on the show. The number is 908-514-4470. And you can download the Android app for your smartphone, tablet, whatever Android device you're using. And everything I said is in it. Plus, you can use it to listen to the show as well. Um, and that about does it. Do you have any words of wisdom? Mr. Wilson. What's the matter, sir? Are you okay? I'm losing you. You're losing me? Is it because of the music? I must be, but... Uh, Do you have any words of wisdom? Have... Words of wisdom? Yes. Because when you're cool, the sun shines on you 24 hours a day. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Yes, we will. Oh, yeah. Because now we are talking hyperspace. <laughs> All right, everybody. Bye-bye. You know, flying lawnmower is weird kind of shit. <laughs>